But I think it's interesting, though. Like, you take a personality test and, like, just having more of an open mind and being willing to just to say, you know, we we all have our things. Uh-huh. Do I want to take ownership of this? And then I think, oh, yeah, no, I, I will admit this much more freely uh-huh. because I've— now I have, like, experience over my life of, like, being, like, I just, even, like, the most mundane basic things of, like, I think I can accomplish more in a day than I can. <laughs> or I remember when, like, my kids were little and I'd be like, okay, we're going to go on these errands. There's no way. You with, can fit all those errands. You can errands. fit all those errands in one day, especially with children. But in my mind, I was like, mm, yeah, but if we work hard enough. Life gets easier if we figure it out together. Welcome to The Lisa Show. I'm here with my friend Carrie Ann Rhodes, and you've been on the Lisa show a lot, and we are real, real friends, like <laughs> in real life and not just radio friends, <laughs> radio friends, podcasting friends, you know. <laughs> and uh, I thought it would be really interesting to get to know you on a different level by um, trying to understand you from your personality types. So we've talked about this lightly before, but like <laughs> we're going to get into it this time, <laughs> which I really like. Uh, okay. So I just recently brushed up and took the test. I took the Meyer Briggs. Okay. And then I did the and. Enneagram? Enneagram Enneagram one. one? Yes, because everyone, I've well, I've seen this all over social media, and everyone's like, oh, I'm so number two, or I'm so number whatever. <laughs> and I just kept thinking, oh, I don't know. Do I need another personality type? <laughs> anyway, I thought this would be really funny. So you've taken them, yes. and I just, I'm dying to know, what what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually taken them over time as well. And Did they change? Uh, yes, and that's kind of um, an okay, interesting so thing. Okay, so I have, have not changed, and I'm feeling like feelings about that. Like, I remember taking the Meyer Briggs in high school, oh. and I took it in college, and then I just barely took it. And it was the same every it was time? the same. So what are you? ENFJ. ENFJ? ENFJ. What does that mean? So, okay. So then, of course, <laughs> I Googled everything. I'm an INFJ. Oh, so you're an introvert. I'm an introvert. And I'm an extrovert. But we have the same kind of process. I also can be an INTJ. What do you mean you can be? Like, aren't you just I've one? I've been both. Okay. <laughs> Throughout your life, so you've changed. I've kind of changed, and, and, and maybe I sit somewhere between the two. Okay, so what I know about ENFJ is they're the protagonist and teacher. <laughs> All right, you're up in front of everybody. <laughs> Which is funny because I was a teacher, and now I'm a podcast host uh-huh. and a mom. Um, and the main so, character. And you're- it's funny that— <laughs> <laughs> the protagonist. Well, and it also optimistic, honest, and observant relationships, long-term, authentic, strong love. I'm like, oh, That's dislikes, you. naivete, <laughs> and inner conflict, weakness, <laughs> perfectionist, overly idealist. Like, it's, uh-huh, firm believer in doing good for others, reliable and tolerant, natural how, how leader. How is this feeling? Are you creative feeling Creative leadership. Seen? Well, I hate I hate that some—I like to think I'm more mysterious. I know I joke about it all the time, but it's true. Like, like you don't know me. You can't figure you me can't out. You can't pin me down. You can't pin me out. Yeah, like, you got to get to know me and spend right. the time, and then you'll earn, like, which is so dumb. But loves helping and entertaining others. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Lisa Show. We we are ENFJs. And friends for, like, lifetime, lifelong, genuine, authentic. Like, that's all the best parts 
of ENFJ, you know, so you love that. And then you get to the, how uh, do they put it? The, on, unhe- the unhealthy well, they or something? Potential development areas <laughs> instead, of, instead of weaknesses. Yeah. What does that mean, though? Like INFJ. The letters? Yeah, the letters. Because when we just like list off ENFJ or INFJ, some people are like, I have no idea what that means. Some people don't. I always just think, I only know a couple of what they mean. Uh huh. What, What do you know? They refer, and I don't, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it refers to how you perceive the world outwardly as opposed to inwardly. And then some of them are like, do you feel or do you judge? You know, or do you feel and make decisions or do you judge and make decisions? So it's like, do you base Mm -hmm. your feelings and opinions Mm -hmm. on intuition or do you base it on like fact? That's part of it. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. If you're, yeah, extroverted or introverted, intuitive or what's the N? Yeah, intuitive. Intuitive, because it's not that it can't put another eye, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's too confusing. Or feeling. Or feeling. And judging. Personality trait. That's, but I don't know. I don't remember what the other ones are, but it all it all relates to how you take in information, yes. and process it. And I mean, I think at its basic, it's like you know, yeah. Do you do you feel your way through? You just you know, are you relationship based? Are you do you, you trust know, yourself? Outgoing? Do you trust yourself? Are you a little bit more pragmatic and you, you and, seek for answers? Mm-hmm. I, how do you gather information and judge it and make decisions? The biggest difference this made in my life the first time I took it, I think I was 19 or 20, was that I didn't know for 20 years that I was an introvert. I thought I was an extrovert. <laughs> I think I I really? think I lived as an extrovert. I think like you yeah, just faked it or kind of like I thought that's just the way you had to be. Oh, wow. Like maybe I was like masking. I think it's partly the family I grew up in Mm -hmm. and like the example of my older sister. I mean, she's your, you know, classic extrovert, gatherer, party maker. And I, and you know what I mean? I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm like her. And so finding out that I was actually an introvert was one of the most changing things in my life. It was mind blowing to me. And, And suddenly like this puzzle piece clicked in and I was like, I can be an introvert and, and it's I okay. like it. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. And oh, so many things fell into place for me. Isn't that funny? I, well, like, what I do you think mean? You like, know fell yourself. into place. Like, does that mean that you knew how to sort of recharge yourself or like what you needed? Or did it just change the way that you reacted to people? I think I had a lot of like natural teenagery, like FOMO, like fear of missing out. <laughs> totally. As a young person, like I always wanted to be in the thick of it and where things were, but it was also this like tension. It was a struggle. <laughs> like, what are we doing tonight? You know, it's 10 o'clock. We ha- what are we going to do? We have to go find plans. We have to do. And then suddenly I find out I'm an introvert and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't really want to go do that stuff. Why do I feel like I have to always have plans and always. That's, it sounds like it's be like going gave and you doing. permission just to like really follow yes. your heart. <laughs> it did. It gave me permission <laughs> of how you wanted to live. Yes, and I didn't. I really almost didn't even know until that point. That's how I wanted to mm-hmm. live. 
Like, it's okay to be at home. <laughs> I kind of fought against, I remember doing this personality test like in high school and thinking, nah, I don't know, that's not true. <laughs> and and like just retaking it now, just thinking, oh yeah, I've come to terms with this. Like, because mm. it's not all good, right? Like it's stuff that like yeah, you struggle helps with you. this. Yes. And I like one of the weaknesses of ENFJ is being overly idealistic and having unrealistic expectations. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, this is something that, like, I'm I'm much better at right now, mm-hmm. but, like, has, has been a struggle my life, my whole life. I mean, is that... Is that just experience and maturity? I think so. Well, and I, but, but I think it's interesting though. Like you take a personality test and like just having more of an open mind and being willing to just to say, you know, we're, we all have our things. Uh Is the, do I want to take ownership of this? And then I think, oh yeah, no, I, I will admit this much more freely Uh because I've, now I have like experience over my life of like being like I just even like the most mundane basic things of like I think I can accomplish more in a day than I can. <laughs> or I remember when like my kids were little and I'd be like, okay, we're gonna go on these errands. There's no way you with, can fit all you those can errands. fit all those errands in one day, especially with children. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, but if we work hard enough, yes. and smart enough, if everyone I is can do happy it. Yeah. and fed, and in and good if moods. I can anticipate everybody's needs, you know, just right. unrealistic. And that's a small example, but like on a bigger scale of like how I want to live and how I think other people should live, and that's something that I could work on. And I always also describe myself as a recovering perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Like it's my natural tendency to be like, no, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it right. Just do it. And I find myself over the years fighting against that and going, no, this is a case where you can let yourself off the hook and good enough is good enough or done is better than or Perfect, because I or understand whatever. this person, yeah. like when, like don't expect that. No, especially yeah, in in any relationship with your children yeah. or with you know partners. Best, I took the test with my two best friends who had been my college roommates. Oh yeah, and. Understanding them, it helped me so much. Because, you know, you just, I don't know if I even thought about it as a young person. Like, we were so much, we had so much fun together. We, like, it was so easy being friends. I think you think maybe, like, yeah, we're kind of... We're kind of the same, right? And then, but understanding maybe the nuances of, of, like, someone's love language. That's another kind okay, of— Okay, <laughs> so this is another one I think that is so great to know. Yeah, like so there's another the kind of ways pop psychology. To- completely, but I do think that it is like a great opportunity, or at least it has been for me, mm-hmm. to talk about things that are hard to talk about in a relationship, especially like a romantic one, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, Because as- when you can see that they're trying to show you love, but it's not your language, like it's— it yes. doesn't mean that can be unnecessarily frustrating. But if you talk openly about the different ones, which are physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, and you know, tokens, and um, wait, what's the last one? I always forget one quality to oh, acts of service, acts of service, yes. So those are the five. And being able to talk about it, like with my late husband, you know, he liked physical touch, and you know, if I could just like you know, hold his hand mm-hmm. and you know, scratch it back, scratch his back, and well, you know, and and all the kinds of physical touch. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, yeah. and then <laughs> and and to be able to like recognize that, so that if you were like, oh, I want to show love, that's the number one one. What's the number two one? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like you throw the rest of them out, out of the door, out the door. But if you know, like, my natural instinct, maybe not because because of how I like to be shown love. Mm-hmm. 
what's your love language? Uh, I think it's acts of service. Mm-hmm. So I don't if somebody know, like took out the trash, or if he yeah, ran some errands saw for you, what then needed you would to be, be done, like, oh, and just did so it. So great. Yeah, no, that is great. Um, but if I but if I if I don't naturally show love in the way the person needs it, and I don't know about it, like it makes such a difference. If I can know about it, I can consciously show that person, right? Like with friends, especially. Totally. Like I wouldn't have expected one of my best friends that her love language was words of affirmation. I had no idea. So all this time we'd been friends. Oh that, yeah. You know that's what she needed, and so I you know I make an effort to like give her that, to tell her how much I appreciate her or mm-hmm. I love her or, you know. Well, and we, Christopher and I used to always make fun of gifts because we're like, well, that's just easy. <laughs> and we would make fun of it. And I remember one time, like, I do he love was to give so gifts. busy and we didn't have, like, you know, working full time and getting a PhD and directing, like, like our, and I had all these, like, little kids and I was doing, pro- like, we had no time together. So forget quality time. Yeah. Forget even like words of affirmation, honestly, <laughs> or physical touch or any of the other words. And I remember one time we were trying to like plan a date or something and I was like, well, I guess we've got gifts. I guess we just give each other gifts from now. Like when we kind of laughed about it, like we have got to like come back together because, you know, life gets busy, but we need to express each other, you know, love. But now one of our really good friends is gifts. Uh-huh. And I don't make fun of it anymore because uh-uh. <laughs> we I, have seen firsthand it like the joy. The joy and lighting up and I think Okay, but gifts is not just like, oh, I'm buying love. It's like I had to think about it mm-hmm. and plan ahead. It's not just getting something. It's not just it's not one thing. So, I don't make fun of any of the love languages anymore. That is the one like sort of personality-based test that I have found has changed for me the most. Really? Yeah, like through the years and stuff. Like I think before when I had first gotten married, especially, because I always think of the love languages in a romantic sense, but I mean, it's it for friendships and for, and children. for showing love to your children. I mean, to everybody, just show off. Yeah. Um, but I think it changed the most in that because when we were first married, I, I would have always said, oh, it's quality time because we were able to spend a lot of time together and... That seemed really meaningful. Um, And then it changed over, you know, to like words of affirmation and Mm -hmm. like, this is my person that's like cheering me on and things like that. And then anyway, I think think that one for me at least has changed. Yes. And I think that one's less like, like it can relate to a personality, like someone who in the Enneagram for say is like a giver. That's how the giver, that's how the person or the helper shows love is by being there, by doing, by whatever. And so while it kind of dovetails with personality, the love languages, they can change. I think more than like a person. What's yours right now? My Enneagram, I am a, (laughs) I'm a seven with a wing eight. We'll what explain all of this, mean? but an e- but an equal, an almost oh, equal part yes. number two, okay, and which that is... has changed in the last ten years too. Okay, I took it ten years ago, and so I'm a little bit different. So I had never taken it, and I just took what did it. You think? And I mean, I liked the questions, but I wanted them to be more like the color code. We'll talk about that one later. <laughs> I <laughs> know there's so many different <laughs> kinds, but I do. I kind of am fascinated by them. Yeah, but so the questions I thought were a little bit more leading. And and mm. you know you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but I did take it. Yeah, you know, like when you're taking a quiz in a magazine and you're like, oh, 
all of C's. If I answer yes. C, like it's going to yeah, be this person. I if I answer all like B, it's going to be this trying person. To get, so it was number two, the helper is what I got. Ah. And I liked it. That's but your I, dominant. But I also was like, huh. <laughs> I don't know because, again, maybe I fight against this because I, I feel like I'm too complicated to be able to categorize. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I'm not. But I don't know why. You're not as complex. No, as you. <laughs> no. I just want to be more layered and like right. harder to discover. Oh, I don't if you got know, to know me. Like, what is that about? Okay, that's that's another thing. But yeah, I got the the helper. I should just accept it. No, when you I'm say when you say you're a two, that actually surprised me because really? I see you as being a little bit more dynamic than the than the way that like a two like you're not just a flat two. I'm well, not, so the two is described as. Empathetic, sincere, warm-hearted, that's great. Friendly, yeah. generous, self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. I mean, well-meaning and driven to be close to others. So I am, like, relationship-based. Yeah. 100%. But can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. <laughs> I just think about, like, my mothering. Uh, <laughs> you need me. What will you do? You know, no. But, you know, at their best, unselfish and altruistic, but like at their worst, you know, not great. Needy? Needy. Like, it can be manipulative. Yes. And so I was like, oh, you're healthy too. You're healthy too. I was very, very close, like within two of number eight, the challenger. The challenger, yeah. I wonder how, when you do these personality tests, like if they're close, that that also informs you. If you know, it feeds my need to like not just want to be one thing. Right. And I, th- the first time I took the Enneagram was probably about ten years ago, and I was basically like forty nine percent challenger. Okay. Fifty one percent helper. And so we're flipped. No, no, we were we no, were, we're the same. We're the same. We're the same on that. And I and I had the same feelings of like, Ooh, what does that mean? Like, am I just like a, am I, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I felt like something. I felt something. Where I think at the best, like personality tests and things like that should just be neutral. Just like they just are information that you can use. Of course, not one size fits all. Yes. But isn't it funny they how we be. both had like an emotional reaction to it that we wanted to be more or. Or more complex. Well, and isn't it funny how eights are described as their desire to be powerful and to avoid any vulnerability, which is <laughs> contradictory to a number two. Yes, it is. Which is probably why I feel so conflicted <laughs> and want to be layered and mysterious. Done. Well, that means you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. it means you, you are. And I, but I also wonder, like, I've wondered for myself, how has... Like faith, for instance, like yeah. uh, my 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 faith. I want to be like a good person, and my faith and altruistic, and altruistic, mm-hmm. and my my faith, you know, encourages me to help other people. You know what I mean? Like so, when you when you add ah, the that's interesting. yeah, like you the add idea that layer of faith to, to it. any mm-hmm. of the numbers, then well, and also you know, the idea of your using your your choices, like how you want to live, mm-hmm. to change or t- to stay the same. So you might have a natural you know, disposition to say like nurturing or whatever or positivity. Yeah. Like I always joke how <laughs> despite my life circumstances, like there is something deep inside me that wants to be an optimist. <laughs> like 
even amid all the evidence to not be. Like, right. you know, like, everything will be great. It'll work out. And then it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't. But I and still where have does it that inside. Come from? And where does that come from? And is that just sort of like, you know, like in our faith tradition, like just, you just were like divine and you were just made that way. Or is it just something that you just have chosen enough over time that your brain is like, You've well, we're still doing this, right? Like, this yeah. Is, we're still doing the optimist route, right? I think I have I have to like believe— Like it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wonder. I, I have to believe from my experience that, you know, some people are just born negative. And some people yes. are kind of born positive. And, and I, maybe I used to kind of think like, well, there's one, there's one way to be born. And then we either like improve or wreck ourselves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're all born neutral, but I no longer no, think that. No, I don't that. think that. And I, I think, don't think we're born neutral. I no, really don't. I, and I think having your own children or your growing up around children oh, really amen. helps you understand that. Even like teaching young children, the whole nature oh, yeah. versus nurture. Like I, I have two children who could not have a more different kind of life perception. Yeah. And they have the same like parents. Base. Yeah, yeah. Same parents, same kind yep. of experiences. And so— Well, and I, I think the same thing because five kids, and I remember my mom saying this, and, and so I'm sure it's influenced, you know, the way that I did. But she's like, I was so excited just to see who was coming mm. to my home. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm going to mold this child into like a mini version of me or I'm going to shape this child yeah, I think to be like this. Yeah, I think that's a mistake in parenting. Like, she's like, I never thought, I just thought, oh, this is so exciting. Who are you? Here's a new like little spirit. Who are you? <laughs> and I get to discover and I just think that's what I adopted or like how I saw my kids of like, yeah. who are you? I, like I, I get to meet my new best friend. I think friend. that often. <laughs> I, well, and as you see yeah. them develop their interests, it's Well, now like, that they're older, I'm like, this is so is funny because go? you are very similar to how you were as a baby or a toddler. Like, right. I mean, there's lots to discover since then, but like not super different. No. I remember my son Oliver went through a, a very serious monster truck phase. And we and we kind of encouraged it. We didn't discourage it. And they, you know, they went to the monster truck show downtown. They went to the championships in Las Vegas. And my 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 dad attended with him. And my dad could is very opposite from like monster truck culture. Mm-hmm. He and he he asked my husband, he said, So where do you see this going? <laughs> oh yeah. Where do you see this going? That's the question. About my yes. son's obsession with monster drugs. And, and I mean, you see the writing on the wall and you do, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And like, and, and I just told my dad, I said, you know, we encourage any interest. It's healthy to encourage any interest. And if he becomes a mechanic or mm. an engineer, like a driver, like if he's if he's having fun, then, then so be it. My well, we always like, just okay. joke because, you know, there's a predominant, like you have a family culture, right? Like a family. Sure. Family l- personality. Personality, 100%. And so, you know, in my family here, we have these two extroverts and performers, you know, raising these five kids, and, you know, and we have one performer, you know, mm-hmm. like, and we're always trying to get like, hey, do you want to be in a play? Hey, what, you want to sing this song? Hey, do you want to play this song on the piano? Hey, should we start a family <laughs> band? This is like the, that's where the that's personality of yeah. our family's coming out. But it's great to see our kids go, thank you, no, <laughs> or I'd rather die. Even if it breaks your heart. Effect. Yeah. Even if it. <laughs> but they're, you know, confident in, in who they are or to have one. Actually, like when our, our one son was like, you know what? I want to be a director and an actor. We were like, 
Oh, poor you. We know, we know. We see the path ahead of you, and <laughs> But I was having this conversation with Miles, my oldest, who's mm-hmm. 24, and he was saying, you know, he is, like, one of his passions is 12th century Japanese literature. Now, did I introduce him to that? Bless no. his heart. Did I expose him to that? Nope, didn't. He found it all on his own. He found it all on his own, and it's so part of his his personality, though, to, like— double down on something that's so odd and but niche. so thoughtful and uh-huh. I could go into it on all the like the themes of the stories and the art and everything surrounding it and it and it, that makes sense and so I think that's kind of an interesting thing to like see personalities unfold and have it sort of like inform who you want to be and what you want to do but not like drive everything that you do right Have you ever done the color code? Yes. Okay, so that was a big one in our— because when we My were, grandma was huge on the color code. She coded all of us, all her grandkids. I kind of love that one because mm-hmm. it's so simple. So there's blue, which is—I'm a blue. Nurturing, a blue. you know, teachers, homemaker, like mm-hmm. just relationship-based and is, you know, good at, like, yeah, relationships and feelings mm-hmm. and, and intuitive. None of them are good or bad. They have—you know. Yeah. That's important. Although— and, Although, like, culturally, oh, yeah. I have found that, that some people stigmatize certain personality types, particularly oh, totally. with the color coding one. Okay, so red is your aggressive, dominant, CEO, forceful, yes, you know. Yes, your type A, you, your type a. driven. And then your yellow is your fun-loving and outgoing. Spontaneous. And spontaneous. And then your white is your peacemaker mm-hmm. and your— um, conflict resolution go-to and right. and brings people together. And um, yeah, and it's interesting when you take the color code test, you have a dominant color and then you have a, you know, a, a secondary color. Right, too. Or, or you can see them in proportion, like you're yeah. this percent, this, this percent, this, this percent. So I remember when we first took the test being like kind of equal on most of them, hmm. but then taking them, you know, 10, 20 years like into our you know, family's inception, <laughs> that it was more like blue, yellow. Hmm. And Christopher was yellow. And then he was like, well, and then once I, like, because of my career and beca- becoming a father, I'm much more red. Like, and we would talk in those terms. Yeah. And I don't know how accurate it was, but I did love talking about it because, and especially like, he would always like to tell like what our kids are, like mm-hmm. name our kids, like, oh, Miles is a total white or you know, Owen's a yellow and, you know, and and be able to tune it because it informed how we would approach or motivate our oh, kids. Yeah, like, yeah. We would try to look at it as something positive or, mm-hmm. oh, they might struggle with this because of that and I relate to it or I don't relate to it. And it was just an interesting way to, like, approach parenting and a marriage, I think. Yeah, it's it's a simple—and and to be able to have, like, the same language. You're, you're speaking kind of the same simple psychology— language. I, Completely oversimplified. Yes. Absolutely. But still helpful. Still, he- Yeah, still <laughs> helpful just to know that like if someone's a yellow, they could use a little spontaneous fun and as a reward, you if know? If you're planning a family vacation yes. with a yellow and you're a blue, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, you're going to have some pain points. And how do you accommodate the red? Yes. In, in this mm-hmm. vacation and help, mm-hmm. uh, you know, prevent like those rubbing spots. Yeah. Like if you and kind of understand. And make them feel good and, and you yes. as well. Yeah. And how do you negotiate? I, I just think the whole thing is so fascinating. Oh, my grandma loved it. 
So what <laughs> what kind of personality test do you most like refer to or use like in your in your daily life, like with your friends, with your husband, with your family? Um, the the kind of like the color test I think is and and the love languages I think are two like really, I mean they're oversimplified and basic, but they're two of the easiest ones to kind of understand for me as just as a, like non psychology major, mm-hmm. you know, like I I get it, and just like you said, like having that little bit of information, I can I can see in my in my kid, oh this is like my daughter's red behavior. <laughs> And she's feeling this because she, I can tell she doesn't feel in control of the situation or something. And so just knowing that about her, like, oh, she's getting, she's getting aggressive and controlling because she's trying to bring some order into something that she doesn't understand. Yeah, it's giving them the benefit of the doubt, but also like helping to form how you so now I know I can approach it. Yes, it helps me be an empathetic parent. And um, yeah, those are just the two quickest, easiest, like, oh. I know you need this. I find with, (laughs) like, my adult children, uh because I'm not around them as much, right? And so my interactions with them are less. So I find myself using um, more of the the love languages Mm. because I want them to feel love from their mom so desperately. So I think, how can I help you most in this situation? What do you need? (laughs) Do you need a listening ear in this this situation? Do you need a gift? Do you, you know, a surprise? Do you need, um, yeah, words of affirmation? You know, that that kind of stuff. Do you need to just a safe place just to hang out for a little while? You know, all those kinds of things. I think that that's helped it like to, like almost like a little bit of a shortcut of like, we don't have a lot of time. So how can I reach out that way? But I want them to, I want them to give it back to you too. And I know they do. I know you love just to be in the midst of Oh, I know. And that's, that's what's interesting too, because I'm, you know, I'm a widow. So having had like a strong relationship for so long and knowing how to, you know, mm-hmm. like balance th- that, that kind of relationship and then to not have it is, is quite like uh, jarring. There's a there's jarring is a, a good word. <laughs> jarring is a good word. There, yeah. I, I mean, th- this sounds cliche, but there's a whole half of not your personality, but how you how you have dealt with things. Like when you partner and parent, you're sharing and you're you know, I'll take this oh off your gosh, plate. You yes. know, we'll, we'll we'll share this, and then suddenly everything is dumped on your plate. Oh, it's so or it's, or it's just gone. Yeah, like, where did that portion? So I find I myself thinking, oh yeah, how can I fill that role? That their dad gave so great, you know, because that, you do that adjust wasn't to that. Naturally, I, for you, I you parented, didn't have to worry yeah, about it. Like, yeah, with a great, with a great father, and now that he's gone, I think, oh, I don't want my kids to like suffer or have to go without at all. So, well, can is, I can I react like he would react? I mean, I honestly tried to do that for a while, and it's it's uh, you can't. Just, yeah, I'm gonna say like, what have it's you? It's just another what, loss that you have to accept. I mean, I feel like I'm. I've always tried to be an intentional parent and and really like listen to my kids and see them for who they are and not, you know, try to force them to be something that they're not or no. or I don't know e- even with expectations, right? Like just love them as they are and 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 see if I can help and in any way to them and just enjoy them and when you've said before like you've stepped up or you know in Chris's honor, your husband's honor, like you've stepped up your desire to have spontaneous it's so fun exhausting. parent. <laughs> And it doesn't come natural to me. No, and you and and, and, I, and here's the thing. What I a gift see you're giving my them weaknesses, to your like in all. <laughs> yeah, what a gift! My, the gift of my imperfection. 
the book Brene Brown it's didn't write. The gift of your of your energy and your industry. Oh, I'm trying so hard, but failing beautifully. And maybe that's why, like, no. I have a little chip on my shoulder for some of these personality tests. Because, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like when you're trying to do two things. You're trying to be yourself, but also be somebody else. Like, it's just not. No, because my kids deserve the best, and I'm gonna do. <laughs> Twice the parent, like, they're like, please no, please don't twice parent us. No, it just, will, it's one of those losses, though, that is is hard to describe and when, when people, like, up. lose their partner. of, And it's really hard to talk about. And even I have a hard time really putting into words, like, there's so much that you discover that you've lost, that you lost in that moment. Um, when they pass that you didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, that you were able to take for granted. And parenting certainly is one of those. And your personality changes because I do think that we influence each other oh, like yeah. more than we will, you know, admit. And who you, and I mean, I tell my kids this all the time, like surround yourself with like good friends, like yes. people who are cheering you on and are, are, are have your best interests at heart. You know, they can be different people, you know, from different backgrounds and different perspectives and beliefs and things like that, of course, but that have that, like, that, you know, you be careful about who you let yeah. in your Your, be- your, your behavior world. and your activity choices, yeah. I think, can 100% influence— 100% it's influenced by other people. Your, and it can influence your personality. Like, yeah. like, the sports you choose to do and think of, like, the difference between— I don't know, like, yeah. like every sport kind of has mm-hmm. its own personality— um, and then the friends that are within that, like what what community are you participating in, mm-hmm. um, and and encouraging or discouraging your kids from participating in? I think that does weigh into personality, and I think that's why I felt so much pressure being an extrovert as a young person because mm-hmm. I kind of was putting myself in extroverted situations, like singing and drama, and, yeah, and science olympiad. You know, where you, where you kind of had to be doing and mm-hmm. leading, whereas my natural inclination was was different. So in some ways, it's good to push, right? Sure, to, to try new things. Try new things, but— um, But be also, true to yourself. Yeah, be true to yourself. And I hope I, I hope I can let my kids do a better job than I did of allowing them to be who they are and, like, enjoy it. You know, yeah. rather than like be like, why, why am I, why do I not want to go to this party? Or why, why do these things make me so anxious and like, you know, they worry shouldn't. so much? Yeah, yeah, and like we put they these rules make me... on ourselves, <laughs> right? And it's just not helpful. No, it's not helpful. Yeah, but it is helpful just knowing, just knowing who you are, and and having that, and and allowing yourself to change. And I, yeah, I have benefited from that, you know, and Ugh. and on, almost in an exact opposite way, you. <laughs> I've embraced being an extrovert. You know, I had at one time felt like, oh, it's just like the worst of the personality because it's just, it seems so show-offy and it seems so loud. And I just, but it, it does come run the from world, right? uh, <laughs> a place of enthusiasm and love, though. Like, yes. you know, it really does. And so do I sometimes tune it down? Yeah, sure, sometimes, but... You know, when socially appropriate, but you will, but yeah, you will. It, it will always up. inform, I think, how I want to show up in the world. Right, and I and I am an introvert who will step up if I'm needed and MC or you know what I mean. Like yeah. it doesn't mean that I can't do things. I I wish I was also a little more forgiving to my younger self. Do you ever look at oh, video of totally. yourself in like junior high or high school and yeah. just go? I just want to take a deep why breath. Why did and be you like, act that it's way? Good. It's fine. Like, oh, I wish I was a little <laughs> bit more 
Yeah. Forgiving of my young self. And if we could give that to our kids or just permission to be like, you know, you're not always going to feel what you think. Yes. Well, and also I hope as as a parent, I can look at them and be like, they will change. They will grow out of this. Like, uh, And you know what? They may not. They may not. They may not. And we may not. We may not. The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. This week, our show is produced by Lisa Valentine Clark and McKay Menden. If you want to continue the conversations we started, please join our group on Facebook called The Lisa Show Listener Community. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Thank you for listening to The Lisa Show. 